Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We're so excited that you're with us. Each and every week we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to have some discussion around what it means to live an intentional life. So let's listen in as we try to get real together. Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Uh, My name is Brandon Gindon. I am the senior pastor here at Real Life Ministries Texas and so grateful to have you joining us today. I am here with my friend, Lori Arnold. Hey, y'all. And we are excited to have you and looking forward to uh, our conversation today uh, around one of the Beatitudes. We have been in a series on the Beatitudes, and and uh, we're getting uh, through those. And if you've missed any of them, we would encourage you to go back and listen. And uh, today, we are going uh, to be talking about what it means to be pure in heart. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, paid a close attention to as we've went through each of these beatitudes of how they they layer their their this these values that Jesus gives to his disciples and 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 what these uh, values are as we live them out in the kingdom of God and and uh, we've had some I think some really uh, powerful conversation around it and and I tried to be as transparent and honest with all of you and share what what God has done in our lives around these uh, these topics. And so today we're going to do the same. We are going to uh, look at what it means uh, to be pure in heart. As, as Again, as Jesus takes his disciples aside and, and he delivers the Sermon on the Mount, and he's talking about what, this, what it really looks like to be a citizen of his kingdom and to live in the kingdom and what it looks like. And, and this principle of pure in heart, unfortunately, Lori, uh, when, when we've read stuff on this and look at it, is it kind of can be um, a bit misunderstood. And so where I was wanting us to start the conversation today is is what pure in heart is not. Um, because uh, for some reason, it, it this can be tied to that this is about salvation. This is about, um, uh, this is how we get saved. Um, and, and that's not what Jesus is talking about. And in fact, when we start to take this um, this beatitude out of context, it leads to I think two of these things we want to look at of what it is not. And so the the first place that that I want us to start is what pure in heart is not. It is not legalism. It is not this legalistic. We have to follow all the rules, and if we're not following all the rules, then um, clearly we're not pure in heart. Now I want to be really clear about this. It doesn't mean that we don't obey what Jesus says. There's a difference between legalism and obedience, mm-hmm. right? It's it's the idea that that we obey because we know who we're obeying, and we trust them, and we love them, and relationship with them. It's like that with our kids. You know, our kids are doing something that we've asked them to do with a bad attitude, and they're you know you ask them to do dishes, and they're slamming the dishes around, <laughs> and not that that would ever happen, right, Lori? <laughs> never, never. Uh, <laughs> not that it happened last night in our house, but that somebody has a bad attitude about it. Like, and, and that attitude and that heart position starts to cross over into a place of legalism. I mean, God even addresses it multiple times in the old Testament where, you know, the Israelites are, are doing the religious practices. Mm -hmm. They're sacrificing and God, this is your sacrifice is a stench to me. They were doing the legal, they were doing the law from a legalistic perspective, not out of obedience because they love God. They were doing their religious duty. And so maybe uh, I'll kick this over to you and kind of thinking about or, or examples um, in your life about when pure in heart becomes about legalism. 
kind of the damage of that or the difficulty of it or, um, uh, you know, give me some thoughts on that, Lori. I think we could separate ourselves in an unhealthy way um, from from other people, from people we need to be around, from, Mm -hmm. you know, that that God wants us to either minister to or learn from um, when we start to do that. And just a really dangerous place to be because once again, you know, God, God sent Jesus, you know, so that we could be in relationship with him. It's about, you know, the purification of our hearts is Mm -hmm. the goal. You know, it's not, um, it's not this list of, it's not a checklist of things to do, you know? So he's looking at us as a whole and he's looking at our hearts. Right. So if we get into this place where pure in heart means I'm doing all the rules, yeah, right, then that's not that's not what he's talking about. Right. Pure in heart is about a focus. Um, another example of this where pure in heart gets turned into that it's, it's about perfection, right. that I'm doing everything perfectly. We know in Matthew 23, Jesus speaks to the Pharisees and he says, look, he says, you look great on the outside. Yeah. You're doing all of these things, but on the inside, you know, you're whitewashed tombs, you're dead bones. Yeah. When we get into a mindset of perfection is I have to do all of these things, not only do the rules, but do them perfectly. So I look really good on the outside. Yeah. And that creates this, this culture or environment around you yeah. that I don't know that people want to be around. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, and not only people in the church, but then you're pushing away all these others that could have possibly known the Lord through you, you know, right. because they're not going to want to right? if that's the way that you're acting. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And so this idea of pure in heart is not a legalism. It's not a perfection. It's not what you look on the outside. The pure in heart that Jesus is speaking about, what it does mean is it's about your focus. And so mm-hmm. it, and it's a natural kind of byproduct we're getting into when you start building and layering the Beatitudes. Yeah. Again, if I'm, if I'm humble, poor in spirit and I, and I'm mourning over my sin, like, I know the brokenness of this world. I'm living in a way that's meek. I'm hunger and thirsting for righteousness. I'm I'm demonstrating mercy to those around us. I'm 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 doing these things. Then my heart starts to shift and care about what God cares about. Yeah. And I'm focused. My focus starts to go towards his kingdom. Yeah. I'm following him, not the things of this world. I'm understanding that that pure in heart is about what I am pursuing yeah. in my life yeah. um, uh, and, and, and looking at that. And so, you know, Lori, for you, um, what has pure in heart been, uh, you know, for you as you've went into ministry, um, uh, as you lead volunteers, as you, you know, in your life kind of being this and living out to have a focus on Jesus, kind of talk to me about that, what that's looked like in your life. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's a it's a shift. It's a definite shift where what I'm looking at and where my focus is, like you mentioned, um, my mind should be set on the things of Jesus. And it, Romans 8, 5 through 8 says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Mm-hmm. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And and I love that, you know, because that is that is what we are to do. It's very clear. You mm-hmm. know, if we are of the spirit, that's what we need to set our minds on is that our minds and our eyes on the things of the spirit. We should be seeking the Lord's face and what he has us to do. Yeah. It, and so that goes to, again, we've talked about this on other podcasts. So much of, of in, in real life, living this out, living out of following Jesus, it, it starts in this place of, 
um, of abiding in him, walking yeah. in him. This is what Paul's saying. If we're walking in the spirit, pursuing and, and being in relationship with him and, and just to get like kind of down in the weeds on it, it's like, well, what does that look like? How do I do? How do I walk in the spirit? How do I? Well, it starts with first, I mean, are you spending time in the word? Yeah. Uh, are you, are you, are you putting the content in you? Are yeah. you reading it? Are you consuming it? Are you, uh, you know, digesting the word of God in your life? And and I'm not just, I'm not just talking about, I read a verse and, and I move on. Right. It's no, I'm, I'm spending time in it yeah. with the Lord. I think second is, am I spending time in prayer? Not, not just over a meal. I mean, that's fine. But is there dedicated time in your life to where it's quiet? You know, for some, I mean, it's, it's in the closet. It's, 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 it's quiet. It's uninterrupted. You're not every 30 seconds looking at your phone or hearing a text message ding in or you're whatever, and you're distracted. Yeah. It's, it's a dedicated discipline of your life to spend time with the Lord abiding in him. It's there in that place. We can start to hear his voice. We, we start to uh, uh, hear what he's saying, read what he's saying and start to walk in him. And now suddenly the byproduct is what Jesus is talking about is our focus starts to change. We, this pure in heart is God is kind of cleaning us up on the inside. And, and a huge part of that is what are the priorities in your life? Yeah. Is it chasing the things of this world? Is it likes and social media? Is it whatever that these things are that can distract us? Um, and, and this is something that I've talked you know about for us as a church. I think it can happen as an individual. I think it can happen as a family. You know, for everybody that's listening, one of the, you know, the, the conversations my wife and I commonly have is what are we going after as a family? Good. Um, what are we hoping to see in our kids? What, what are the goals? Is it just that they're good at sports? Is it just grades in a class? I mean, those things are fine. But at the end of the day, what are you pursuing as a family? And I thought about, and as a church, what are we pursuing as a church? Are we walking in the spirit as a church to be caring about the things that Jesus cares about? Yeah. Um, and so when I, when I think about that, I hear you you read the the passage in Romans eight. That's what Paul's talking about. Yeah. Not walking in the things of the flesh, um, not being distracted and 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 caring about and chasing things of the world. And but man, that's tough. Wow. It, we're constantly bombarded. I. I find myself fighting that all the time, whether it be approval of man, whether it be worrying about a building, whether it be, you know, whatever it is, we, we can get sidetracked so easily, can't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the things that um, I thought about while we were talking about this is when I was a little girl, my mom used to always say, and I didn't even realize she was speaking scripture to me, over <laughs> me. Um, but she would say, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. and as we're talking about being pure in heart, that's one of the things that is very revealing about where our heart is, mm. is what words are we saying? What things are we talking about? Yeah, what are good. we talking about with our friends, with our family? Like, I love that you just brought up that one of the things y'all do is, you know, you, you think about it as a family, where are we going? What are we pursuing as a family? Right. You know, that's out of the heart, the mouth speaks, you right. know? So what, what is it that, what are you talking about? Yep. You know, what are you talking about? Think, think about those things, you know, do a self-evaluation and think, man, what is all of my conversation and all my focus? Cause that's very revealing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 
I think taking that as a challenge and, and uh, what I have to be careful of is to, is when I'm off on it, then I just, I'm not just beating myself up and going, mm. Oh, you're, you know, you're a terrible dad or you're a terrible pastor, or you're a terrible friend or what. And, and I've got to get a hold of that and go, yeah. hold on. No, I'm flawed, but God's brought it to my attention. I need to make an adjustment Yeah, and to go, you may be sitting there and going, well, I've never done that with my family. Okay. We'll start. Yeah. Little tiny steps. Oh, you, yeah. you, you can do that. And I think it's, apart from me, when I'm, when I think about, here in heart is I think about, you know, we, we have to kind of look heavenly or look around us and, and what you talked about, what we're speaking about kind of, mm-hmm. that's what's coming out of us inwardly. Mm-hmm. But I think also looking kind of heavenly or even out and around us. And, and, and I remember very early on in ministry, um, the, the experiencing God principle that Dr. Henry Blackaby talks about says, look to see where God is working and join mm-hmm. him. Yeah. You know, do, do I look for the world around me in the world around me? Where is God at work? Yeah. What's he doing? I love to look for God out in nature. It, it reminds me of his power, his authority in an ecosystem. Uh, you know, it's one of the things I love about when I'm fly fishing and, and seeing how the whole, the fish and the bugs and, and the river and the water and the, all, all, how all of the stuff all works together is mm-hmm. just always been so fascinating to me. It's, it's even relaxing to kind of watch it just to, to see the hand of God in, 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 in the creation. I think looking in our life and going, do you see God at work around you in, in whatever circumstance that you're in? Because we know this. He is there. It's whether or not we see him or recognize it, that's, but God is at work. He's, yeah. he's, he doesn't take days off. Scripture tells us that he's with us. He doesn't leave us. He's there. In, in, in even in some of the most darkest, difficult times. Yeah. And so I think that's a part of it is looking kind of in, in the sense of heavenly. What, what is God doing? Do I trust him? Do, do I look to him? Um, and then I think that part, Lori, that you talked about is that inwardly of coming, you know, what's coming out of you. Yeah. And so the kind of the other part of this, and maybe you could, you know, speak to this is then what's the byproduct of that? If we're, if we're pure in heart, again, not perfect. We're not doing it out of legalism or perfection. We're just pursuing what God, um, we're pursuing Jesus and mm-hmm. looking for him at work around us. Kind of then what ends up being the byproduct of that? Those that are pure in heart. Now here in the scripture, it says, for they shall see God. Yeah. Right. Jesus is saying, if you're pure in heart, so you're following me, you're going to see me. We well, yeah, he's there physically. Well, yeah. we don't have that physically for us today. So yeah. what does that look like? to be pure in heart and kind of you're seeing God, you're seeing God at work in your yeah, life. I, a piece of it is kind of what you mentioned. One, we'll see him um, mm-hmm. through creation. Mm-hmm. We'll see him in that way. But I think it's in all things. We will see God. Mm-hmm. We will experience him. Mm-hmm. Um, we will see him even in those, through the storms that we are going through. We will see the goodness of God. We will know the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, we will see where he's working. We will mm-hmm. see where he's moving. I can this past Sunday, I was standing at the back of the room and I was watching the worship team up on the stage. And my God, I was rejoicing because yeah. I could see God and what he was doing through each and every person that mm. was up on that platform. So good. And just to know the roads they've traveled. And I don't even know everything, but just knowing a bit of where they came from, even when I met them mm. to where they are now, I see God in that. I see God in our church and the members of our church, mm-hmm. I can see God in the community. Like there, 
we are just more aware of him. Yes. You know, if we are pure in heart, we, our eyes are open to the things of him. We are aware of his presence Mm -hmm. around us Mm -hmm. and we are aware of his presence in us Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I believe that means. Yeah, that's great. There's a story kind of closing or us wrapping up today. There's a story I want to paraphrase really quick. And I think we're going to, we'll be coming back to this story later, but the stories of Stephen in, in the book of Acts and, and Stephen is, is he's giving a sermon uh, to the, to the Pharisees, uh, you know, about uh, the history of the nation of Israel. And he recounts this history and, and he's been arrested and, and they end up stoning him. And there's a part where it says that he looks into heaven and he, and he sees Jesus, he sees God. And I want to bring just that up. You can go read it's as Acts um, seven and, and go read that story. But I want, the reason I bring it up is here's somebody that was in the middle of terrible circumstances, yeah. arrested, being persecuted for his faith, um, going, going to, and was martyred. He was the first martyr, but yet in the midst of it, he sees Jesus. And I want to encourage everybody that, that so often, and, and if you're, you're like me, when things get really hard and the clouds are blocking the sunlight, it's dark, it's that when things get difficult, when we're pure in heart, we can trust that when we see Jesus in the light, we can trust him in the darkness. When we see him at work in the good times, we know he's there in the bad times. Because things are difficult or hard, that we don't start to rely on our own strength, the answers of the world. We don't start falling and having to question. Instead, no, we press in even more. We walk in the spirit even more. Um, you know, recently, as you know, I've been kind of going through some tough things um, uh, that Amber and I have been walking through, and the temptation is to go fix it in my own flesh. Mm. There's days I don't even want to go into Scripture but to press through it and to go, no, I need to go put my nose in the word. I need to, to fast. Um, I need to spend time with the Lord. And it's in those times that we, that we just put our trust in him. Yeah. I think that's what pure and heart is, yeah. is much like Stephen is when things were really, really difficult and, and scary. That's where he saw, he yeah. saw God at work. And so I just, I want to encourage all of us to, to think about that, to consider those things when, when life is difficult, um, that we press in and we're, and, and we pursue being pure in heart even more. Lori, I, I want to kick it back to you before we wrap up today. Any, any final thoughts or encouragement to our listeners, some things to be able to do to take away, uh, uh, wrap us up there. Yeah. I kind of already mentioned it earlier, but I really do encourage everyone to just do a, do a heart check and, um, sit down, write down, you know, what you've been thinking about lately, what needs to go, mm-hmm. what needs to be tossed aside so that what, what are distractions um, that are keeping you from your thoughts being on the Lord? Um, that's my encouragement to you. That's great. Making it real practical. Well, God bless you all. Um, and uh, we look forward to, uh, to going through the next beatitude together. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Get Real Podcast today. My hope each and every week is that you're able to take the content, apply it to your life, that it becomes more of who you are and less of what you do, and that we live an intentional life together. 
If you're interested in supporting the work of ministry here at Real Life Texas, we'd like to invite you to do that by going to reallifetexas.org slash give and supporting us today.